Today's episode of What Works is brought to you by ThinkerVentures.com. Subscribe to What Works on iTunes, Google Play, or go to ThinkerVentures.com. You're listening to Thinker's What Works podcast. I'm your host, Jason Todd, with my co-host, Alex Geary, and today, Rebecca Stewart. She is a content strategist, and she number, runs a number of ventures, including Content RS, Succeed with Content Strategies, and Rebecca, welcome to the What Works podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. So you've got a handful of different ventures. Tell, tell us about how, tell us about these ventures. What is it that you do, and how do they fit together? Yes. So as you said, I'm a content strategist, and I've been a content strategist for about 20 years. In fact, I was one before it even had a name. And so I worked at uh, Northwestern Memorial Hospital, and this was back at, so when I was in college, it was um, when the internet started. I was learning how to use Netscape and write hello and blinking lights and thought this is all cool. And so then I started working at Northwest Memorial Hospital in the Wellness Institute and ended up managing their health information page and ended up taking over the entire website, managing the website. So And this is back when? I, this is nineteen ninety nine. So you're 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 writing HTML. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah there's, pretty much. There's no there's no yeah. point and click and in, in oh yeah, okay that's that's Yeah. Content right. management systems were not there. Mm-hmm. And so the reason I'm explaining this is because I spent about ten or twelve years working on just you know, we didn't know what we were doing. We had an internet strategies team and creating user experiences and we were doing it well and then once i was at the hospital i left to go to a couple of agents private agencies what i found was a lot of these agencies don't start with content and it ended up having our projects while successful they never they were uh it was a difficult process and it was coming with up with an idea and then sending it to the client and getting halfway through the project and client says, well, we don't have content for this. How are we going to do this? Agency world for about 10 years. I said, you know, I'm kind of, I want to do this on my own. And plus the traveling was getting a little tough and traveling all the time and working on several projects. So I decided to go out on my own. And that's where I started with content RS, making content real simple because what I saw this need of, you know, small, I was loving working with small businesses. So I went to small businesses, helped them with their websites. You know, I went from do, designing million dollar websites to $25,000 websites. So I was doing that. And in, in that time, I was fortunate enough when I worked at Manifest Digital, the owner was starting a, a digital school to help people learn about user experience. And so I asked him if I could teach content strategy. So he said, sure. So I, I went and partnered with a gentleman and started Content Academy. And so now I teach content strategy to people who want to learn how to be a content strategist as a profession. So I give them the foundation that they need to go in and interview for a job. They have a portfolio and they can start to uh, be their official content strategist. So that's so the content strategist part of this and and teaching people to do this is or, or you're talking about people are maybe working in an organization and they want to do content better for their organization or for people who are looking to get a job as a content strategist um, for an agency uh, or an or an organization that needs to generate content. Well, that's a really that's a key point because as we were designing this content academy, we noticed well there's people who want to create to be a content strategist. 
But my philosophy, and this is where succeed with content strategy comes in, is you don't necessarily have to be a content strategist to do content strategy. So, you know, you guys, you probably are doing content strategy activities that you didn't realize were called content strategy. So when I work with when there are marketers or PR professionals or writers, they need to understand the principles of content strategy to help them succeed with their content. Yeah, because content is this big word. People are putting content out there, and um, what you, you you talk about the strategy. Uh, explain that a little bit, because yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, we we put blog posts up. Um, you know, we're live streaming now, so we have we have lots of different activities, but we don't have a written down or agreed upon kind of. This is going to go up at this time. This feeds into this message. Uh, you know, and, and, and most people I know that have, you know, content, they're just trying to put stuff out there so that their website or their Facebook page looks fresh, right? That's really what they're talking about. But going to, going to what a proper strategy is. Yeah. So content strategy is the craft of developing the right information at the right time for the right audience using the right presentation style. So when you, the, when you started out asking, you know, businesses are using this, they need it. The reason why this is such an important part is because look at all the channels that we have now to get our content out, our information out, our brand out, a podcast, a live stream on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, videos. So a content strategist sits there and says, all right, what is our message? What's our voice? Because with all those channels, you want to keep that same voice, but then your tone changes with the channels that you're using. Because the way that people read on Instagram or look through Instagram, their behavior is different on Facebook. So you have to make sure that you're saying, this is our message, this is when we're going to post, this is how we're going to say it, and when are we going to post, and everything. To be a great content strategist, or to do content strategy well, your number one question to yourself is, what does my audience want? Because if you're not giving them what they want, then you're wasting your time. So how, do, how would one go about determining what the audience wants? Ask them. So when I start a project, a digital project, I, do, I, I first understand what are the business goals? What is it that you want to achieve? And then I also ask the stakeholders within that business of tell me who your customer is. Who do you think your customer is? Then I ask, hey, can I, can I talk to some of your customers? Or even you can say, here are some potential customers. You may say, well, this is my customer now, but this is who I want to reach. So we research and we ask questions. And it could be, it's really, it's a, it is a challenge getting uh, customers to answer questions. Or, you know, if you're in a B2B business, you can ask your clients. But sometimes they're, they are great sometimes not so it all depends on who you're working with but you can also do research and find some stats on pew so it's um it's just asking is the key how often do you find a disconnect between what people think the business thinks their customers want and then after you talk to the customer there's a disconnect between what they actually want usually uh 99 of the time Yes, because <laughs> that's really high. It's so, yeah. Well, I, it's I'm, true I'm glad there's one person know, out there doing it right, right? You've, <laughs> what you person, do with one them? person out of 100, yeah. right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but it is, uh, there's been, I've done, I can't even count thousands of stakeholder interviews that I've done. And then we've talked to the users or audience. 
And we came back and we said, here's what your audience said. And they would just, I can't believe that. I didn't know they wanted that. Or I thought that was important to them. And here it's not important to them. So, you know, it's uh, a lot, you know, there's going to be some things that, yeah, they're, they're spot on. They know, but there's going to be others that, oh, we could really be doing this differently. You know, the, the thing about content is I think all business owners know it's important. Um, they don't really know how it's important or how much and then the other one is they worry about the budget of being able to pull that off. How much right. does that factor into when you're sitting down with a content, you know, and trying to develop a content strategy? One, you know, the, the budget, one, and two, just they're overall, I guess, comfortable with certain platforms. It is a hard sell. It, people, because they don't understand what it is, they don't see the value of it. They just say, just start posting. And there, so it's how do you how do you get that rate of return? And so you have to. It's not the typical ad buy where hey, we, this ad, radio ad went on at eight a.m. and we got twenty calls at eight oh one. That's great. That was the success. With content, digital content, and as far as like content marketing, and it's a little bit more of a long tail results because you're not doing the typical selling you're providing information that people want to that's going to one build awareness to your brand and what i mean by that is the more content you have out there that's relative to what your audience is searching for you're more likely to be found in search results so i just used an example um, recently of you have you're buying paint so you and you can buy paint anywhere but you type someone types in how do you paint a wall and Lowe's and Home Depot pop up, but Lowe's has a video that shows how to do it. Well, now you've just connected with that audience. So you've built awareness that, that they have the paint. The two, they've connected with you because they say, oh gosh, they know my problem. They understand that I have a problem and they're showing me how to solve that problem. And then now you've built that loyalty. So now when they say, okay, well, now I may sink needs to be changed. They're gonna go to Lowe's because maybe there's a video that shows how to do it and it's going to make their life easier. So that's where that content is. It's that long. It's, you know, when you're making friends, you don't become best friends in the first hello, my name is. You have to, it's that constant discussion and feeling connected with each other. So you're connecting this concept of content and content creation to a relationship that you're building over time is what you, is what I just heard. Yes. Definitely, because it's that, why do people go onto the internet? Usually because you have a problem and you want something solved. You want answers. And people are thirsty for knowledge. And now we can get it in so many, and so here's where content strategy comes in too. Now you have to think about how are, what are people asking? How are they typing it in their search browser? And how are they asking Siri for this information? So now we're thinking as a content strategist, you had to think about what are the key terms that people are using. It sounds a lot like SEO too. And I always say SEO is really content strategy now. I mean, back in the day when we could stuff uh, our articles or pages with keywords that didn't make any sense to the topic, that was one way to do it, the shyster way to do it. But now it's thinking, all right, oh, what is it? What are people searching for the most? And then I, if I have an answer to that, I'm going to create information. It could be a blog or a podcast or something that they're going to say, oh gosh, I really like this. And now I, I want to stay, I want to come back to the site to see what more things I have that will help me. 
So as a small business owner, uh, which you know the majority of businesses in in uh, in the world are small businesses. A small business owner, you're running around wearing a lot of different hats, and then we're talking about content strategy. How how does content strategy and 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 uh, the things that you're focused on how does a, how do those work into uh, the life of a small business owner? Yeah, for a small business owner, it's such a challenge. I find a challenge just developing my own content for all of my ventures that I have because it's not free. You know, the misconception content's free. Right. You you have it takes time. Time is money. You have to be thoughtful. You and you have to do all of this stuff while you're serving your current customers. So what what's important for con for small business owners is to understand that concept and understand that it needs to have a bit of a budget. And I always say recommend I recommend you you as a small business owner can come up with your own content strategy, define your audience, define your business goals, identify what content you can support those two, and then hire somebody who can write a blog or hire a podcast team. That's what I did. I hire, I did my, I record my own podcast, but then I have an editor who has the skills to do it. Otherwise I would be probably still editing my very first podcast I did back in October because I, those aren't my skills. So, but from a small business owner, content is so important because that's a way to sell your product. It's that content marketing of this is here. I have a product for you and this is how it's going to solve your problem. So think, think about somebody who you think is doing content strategy right. Now, I know that you have some clients that you work with, and I know that you train people to be content strategists. When you're looking at somebody who's, who's doing that right in a framework that you want to model after, what's an example that someone could look to to say, yes, I want to do this? So I just started following this woman. I, I always say to people, I am an Instagram junkie. I'm constantly looking at search and seeing what pops up, and I, I search for organized home and this this uh, beautiful image popped up and it was about uh, how do you clean your home schedule. So I clicked on her bio to get to her website and on her website, it was beautifully displayed. It had the information architecture, the navigation was clear cut. I knew exactly what I was going to get. She provided where I could down, I gave her my email, inbound marketing, easily. I didn't even hesitate because what a message popped up and said, get a free download of a schedule of how to clean your house. So of course I did that. Now, so we have the Instagram, that's how I found her. Website is where I learned, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. I wanna stay connected to this woman. I'm going to give her my email. And now she sends me emails every day. And so now I know that she is constantly serving me information to help me do what I need to do. It's all about and it's all about capturing that email, right? Because then you can market to that person forever. Yeah, exactly. And what was great too from a content strategy perspective is content isn't just words. It's the images that she used. It's the way that she presented that con that the images, the videos within that the site website and within Instagram. And so it was just so then what what do I do right away? I go to Facebook. So I'm going to follow her on Facebook too, even though I'm more of an Instagram person. But you know, I want to get my bases covered. So, so that's that's sorry. That's what a content strategist needs to think about: is how do you what's that customer journey, and how are you going to deliver them the information they need. Yeah, so you connected a lot of dots there. It's not only the 
you know, what content can I deliver that they want to engage with immediately uh, and even ask for it. So kind of having that pull through because, uh, you know, the, the example you gave where you're going to get this checklist. Well, that's now you now that you have this pull through. It's like, OK, give me this stuff instead of you're forcing this upon me. Uh, and then you're also talking about all the different ways that you may engage as a consumer like that that journey you know what are the steps of engagement and and all the places that person could see you now that can get overwhelming to think of all of those places that you have to get content out what is your what's your recommendation on whether to uh to focus on one area or to do a lot of different areas or what's what how would you advise somebody definitely focus on one thing at a time i just got done co- uh, coaching a woman who's going traveling to the um to asia and she wants to tra- do a travel blog and she's never been on instagram she's never done blogging she's never written so she's creating this website she's leaving in a, 10 days but she's getting her website you know so we're i'm overwhelming her with all this stuff and i said let's step back just here's how you write here's how you get used to it here's how you practice it's a practice And then just focus on Instagram. Don't worry about Twitter. Don't worry about Facebook right now. Just focus on Instagram. Because it is a lot, it's very personal what you're doing because it's your writing, especially if you're a small business owner and you say, well, I'm not going to hire somebody. I'll do it myself. So now you have to now become a different profession. So you have to figure out how am I, what is my voice? How am I going to write this? And it's a lot of trial and error. And that's what's great about the internet and the, this content strategy is in it versus print is you can change it up. If it's not working, change it. One of the things that I, sometimes I get overwhelmed because I look out there and I'll see somebody do something really fun and cool and it, 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 it spreads like wildfire. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? And then I, you know, then I sit back and go, maybe I'm just not that creative. I, you know, so sometimes there's so much out there that it's overwhelming because you feel like you have to be you have to you have to be over the top to to break through. But like this lady, you know, who's going to be doing the travel blog, she's just she's just what she's just going to do something simple and, and write about her experiences. Well, she's trying to figure out how can she connect it to her consulting business that she's going to start. So. It was, you know, it's kind of, it's a little stressful of, well, this could be affecting my business. So we, I was coaching her of, well, let's first, why don't you just practice just writing first about you? And then, you know, if you want to change the name of your blog later, you can. So, you know, it's all, it's, you know, she's thinking about what am I going to name this? How often am I going to post this? How am I going to use Instagram? I don't like taking selfies. And, you know, I was like, well, you don't have to, you don't have to be always taking pictures of yourself you know so it's all these little things that to think to think about but it is definitely overwhelming and to your point of that something that wow that looked great that probably took that person who she that person probably did a million posts before that one post went viral and it probably took them a million hours just to do that one post you know so we don't see the behind the scenes of how to get something posted out there. That's why when you know when you do quote to a clients of here's what a social media community manager looks like, they don't realize how much time it takes to look through all of this information, decipher it, and then comment as a as the business and making sure you're not saying the wrong thing. Yeah, it does take a lot of time, and in in this in in this uh, age of instant 
uh, instant access to information. It just it does take kind of just that one wrong, you know, wrong, one wrong tweet, and all of a sudden everybody's on you. Yeah, and that's where would, that's the value of content strategy is you know here's the perp, here's my message. This is what I this, these are my content goals. This is what I want to achieve that support my business goals. So these are the types of of posts I'm going to comment on. These are the types of posts I'm going to share. These are the types of posts I'm going to develop. So you're developing content with intent. And now since you have all that strategy done, it's out of your head and now you can just be creative. It's just such a big topic. And it, it, it's hard to, to, you know, video is, everybody. everybody's working towards video. And, mm -hmm. you know, because you talked about just getting somebody um, familiar or comfortable with writing, right? And that's what I used to do for a living. And it feels to me like writing is so old school, you know, yeah. because it seems yeah. like everybody's looking toward, you know, video. Um, it, and it's, that's just a, a, no, a whole other level of complexity. Uh, small business owners, when you they, if they're not even familiar with the, um, the writing port part of it, you know, is, is it even realistic for them to at some point be talking about video or, or are they just, they got to walk before they can run? Well, I, what I do with the content strategy for video is create, what is that again? What mm -hmm. is that message? What is our tone? How are we, how do we want to present that? But then I hire a videographer who has the skills, who can help, who is a partner, who I'm not just say, Hey, do, do this. It's, this is my idea. How can we make this better? And how, here's, here's my vision for it. Do you have a different, you know, can you help me with this vision? And that's where you just hire people who have the skills to do that because from, and that's, what's great about content strategy. You really don't need, you need some certain skills if that's what you want to be with the profession. But from a small business owner, what are the things that you need from a content strategy to know who's my audience? What are my business goals? What channels do I want to use? How often do I want to post? How am I going to measure this to see if it's working? So if you take those five things right there, just from start with that, then you can, you know, figure out what's working. But video, hire a videographer, hire a podcast editor, you know, and but come up, you can save the money of coming up with, here's my plan, here's what I want to do. One thing you talk about is, is connecting, right? Um, I think for years, when people talk about content or getting their name out, they're, they're trying to sell, right? You know, mm -hmm. ads in newspapers, ads on TV, ads in radio. Um, you're, you're always trying to sell. It's, it's, a, it's a different formula today now, correct? You're trying to get people to follow. And then once they follow, then you can sell. Or well, is that right. oversimplification? Well, you're exactly right. And think about it this way. People buy everything online now. You know, Amazon. So I was looking for a new vacuum. So I typed in vacuums in Amazon. But the one video, the vacuum I bought had a video that showed how it worked. It showed how loud it was. It had a dog in it to show that it didn't scare the dog. And it showed that it picked up the hair, you know. So when you're buying something online and you can't touch it, you can't, it's not, you know, but by having that extra video on there, and, and these images, it helps you trust that, okay, this product is probably going to be okay. So I will order this knowing that there's a chance I could send it back. So I think the word that comes to my mind is interaction. If we look historically uh, across 
I, I, the, the, let's say the lifespan of, of commerce, because you're talking about buying a, a vacuum. And even prior to that, we're very physical. We're physical beings. We have to be in the same room. We have to physically touch. We have to, to, to interact with something. And, and now we live in this virtual world where we, we have a level of interaction, but it's actually really shallow. We, we can talk to one another and we can see each other, but there's no, there's no, there's no physical interaction with, let's say, this product. So, so you're talking about using video it is just one, one part of maybe content strategy, but using video is one part of a content strategy, in this case, to sell a vacuum, because you said, I could hear how loud it sounds. I could see how it moves through there. I could see physically the things it's picking up. If we unwound that 20 years and went into a vacuum store, some people that probably didn't even know there was a store just that sold vacuums, uh, you'd go into that vacuum store, right? And you'd have a, an array of vacuums. And then somebody would throw a little carpet out front and they'd throw <laughs> some dirt on the ground, right? And then you'd run that over there and, and you'd listen to the quiet vacuum versus the loud vacuum and the different attachments. You could physically interact with that and it would become yours. I mean, it's the great lesson of car sales. Get them in, get them to take a test drive and all of a sudden it, they develop a sense of ownership with it. We don't have that same level of ownership from a distance or virtually through a screen. And and so what we're I think what you're talking about is is using content and content generation and, and in particular videos and probably writing as well to increase the level of interaction so that people so that people become more connected because we actually do need we actually do need a high degree of interaction to build connection. Exactly right. And what I do with my coaching clients is I have a worksheet that outlines who the audience is. So, you know, you have personas. People love doing personas, but personas are great. But I even go into detail of where where are they most likely wanting to get this information? Is it Facebook? Is it YouTube? Uh, what time of day would they want this? And then what are the what are the three things that your product offers that will, will solve their problem? And what are the three ways that people ask you questions that you want to make sure you answer? So it gets into detail. So you, you spend all that time coming up with your content strategy beforehand. So then when you're ready to go do that video, it's going to be a lot cheaper because you already have the play, less editing because you already know this is exactly what I want to do. Yeah. So let's get all ex existential for just a moment. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so if we look at barriers to entry in any industry, uh, it used to be the video is very expensive, right? You had to have mm -hmm. a really fancy video camera and you had, you know, a real smarty pants used to have to sit behind the thing and then you have this editing suite and all sorts of stuff. And then I get uh, all that kind of stuff still exists. However, the barrier to entry went, went way, you know, way down and now we can take videos, reasonably good videos on a smartphone uh, and, and seem, and seem like a professional in many ways. Now the barrier to entry in creating websites and creating content has come down as well. You know, you talked about having to type HTML, you know, way back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, now nobody needs to know HTML because the, the mm -hmm. system is kind of taking care of a lot of that for you. And so now everybody can produce content. I'm curious. I'm curious if we, if we end up in a day where it's kind of like you go into a party and there's everybody around, everybody's talking and you don't know where to focus. You don't know how to engage. What happens when everybody's speaking, when everybody's saying something, what then? Where do we where do we end up at the end of this road? You're going to go talk to the person who's going to ask questions about you. You're not going to go to the people who are saying, "Oh, I do this, I do that. I here's my product, I sell this." It's going, "Well, what are your needs? 
what are, how do you think this would solve your problem? Um, where would you use this product or where, you know, how do you see that this would improve your life? Because no, everyone at the end of the day, when they leave that, they're going to remember that one person you just asked all about you. You know, that, that existential thing you laid out there is a Black Mirror episode. Is it? Oh, yeah. Have you guys, are you a Black Mirror <laughs> fan, Rebecca? No, I've not heard of this. So one of the Black Mirror episodes. Black Mirror is a show on Netflix. Yeah, well, it started okay. out, of, out of the, the it's a, it used to be a BBC show. And oh, did it? it? And then oh. Netflix bought it and put more money into it. But they're uh, in, and it, t- it takes technology trends and, and twists them or takes them, you know, down several levels. Um, and so what, a 45-minute episode or well, something like this that? One, this one's like an, an hour, hour. Two minutes. So in, in this existential world, everybody, nobody works. Nobody makes anything anymore because it's, it's all been, it's all created by computer, uh, you know, by robots, right? So uh, if you have talent, then you're online somewhere doing, you know, showing your talent. Everybody else is riding bicycles to power the world. Yeah, so oh, the, yes. The talentless people ride bicycles. Yes, that's true. Everybody else tries out on this show, and if they're liked, then they get plugged in somewhere. And it's it was really scary, because I'm like, yeah, that, that does sound... I mean, when I was at... <laughs> were you concerned you were going to be <laughs> riding was, a bicycle? I don't know. This, <laughs> now, we're, <laughs> now we're kind of getting off track, right? But when I was at Harlem one year, I, was, I sub-taught for a year. And uh, I got to do the same class for a, a, a month, and it was um, Tech Concepts. And I was going to be teaching Excel, which, of course, in five years will be gone. Um, so I surveyed all the kids in class on various questions, because if I'm going to teach them Excel, why not use data that they're interested in? Okay. So one of them was, how many of you kids play an organized sport? And then how many of you have, you know, what's your favorite YouTuber? Only 30% of the kids played an organized sport. Out of 130-some. Wow. All of them, every single one had a favorite YouTuber. And no way. I learned a lot of new ones. And the other one was when I had asked them, what do you see yourself doing in five years? And 20 of them, 20 out of 130-some said that they were going to make their living on YouTube. Which is totally a whole content thing. And so we talk about content strategy. I mean, a lot of the YouTubers, they just throw stuff out there until something sticks and then they run with it. Um, I, I see a lot of business and it's a long, long way to get around. A lot of businesses still, do you agree? Just throw stuff out there waiting to see what sticks. Yes, I can see that. And I see the opposite too, where they don't do anything because they, they just don't know how to do it. Oh, the fear factor. Like I said, yeah. they're waiting they're for so, perfection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the answer yeah. is just do yeah. something. Right. Do something to just start out there. But then once give yourself some time and the data, the data driven content is so important to know what figure out what your key performance indicators are what is it that i think that this is what is going to help my business and then measure that try it out and then pivot a little bit and don't go overboard you know don't just like start throwing stuff out there you still can throw things out there in an organized with intent way sure Um, do sometimes people they get they get too caught up in the following part of it like okay yeah. oh, I, I did this and i got a lot of shares and i got a lot of likes and but then when you look at it it doesn't say what you do or it doesn't you know actually sell your product you just did something cute there's a lot of blog posts out there right now that's saying um, don't use followers as a measurement and it's quality over quantity reaching the right people 
Well, this has been an interesting discussion. Uh, content strategy, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I agree with you. A lot of people just don't do anything because they don't know where to start. They're like, I don't know what the technology. And, and you've answered some of those questions where find somebody who does know the technology and have them fit in. And now you can produce the information that you already know how to produce. You already been, Maybe for some small businesses, they already know how to stand across a counter and talk to somebody through you know, choosing a product or know how to walk around the store and choose a product. And the answer is we'll just get somebody maybe even on a smartphone and, and video you talking about some of the favorite products in your yeah, store yeah. because it'll it'll show your personality and, and it's an easy easy no hassle way to get started and then you'll find out what works but also you're talking about I think boiling some of this stuff down focus focus on some place where your audience is engaged uh, and and if you don't know where they're engaged ask them ask your current mm-hmm. customers and then and then focus on that one channel maybe expand out from there as you start to become better at it uh, and then. Uh, one one critical thing I, I I heard in there as well it was this idea that in this world where everybody's speaking, and, in, and kind of increasingly so, it's always going to be the people who want who are asking you to talk about yourself. Those are the people that you're going to go engage with, and maybe that's what businesses need to focus on as well. Uh, one of the things one of your ventures is actually coaching businesses, right? On on, yes. on how to create their own and follow their own content strategy. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot. So if somebody was interested in that part of the, the various things you do, how do they get in touch with you? Yes, thank you. It's succeedwithcontentstrategy.com. And you can see in the navigation, there's a coaching and then there's a cohort. So the coaching is a one-on-one, what's your business? Here's a plan for you. I, I'll create the con- you know, help work with you to create the content strategy or just do it and then give it to you or you know we can figure out what's tailored it's tailored to that person but then there's the cohort and i really encourage anybody who's interested in this to please join because uh what i found is it's a lonely being a content strategist can be a lonely profession too because there's not a lot of content strategists out there but like i said we're all doing content strategy so let's all get together and talk about this if you have a question and you want to get uh feedback from people and say hey i have an idea about this newsletter what do you guys think uh, you can put that. It's a private Facebook group, and it's all you have to do is go to Facebook and type in "Succeed with Content Strategy Cohort." You request to join. I'll say, yeah, you can join, and then you start looking at what we post. Of uh, we give tips on a regular basis, and then you can start talking with your fellow cohort members. Awesome. Well, uh, Rebecca, it's been fantastic having you on the What Works podcast. Uh, and, and if you could, you've, you've got content RS, mm-hmm. let's recap that it's content RS. Yeah. What does that do? And how do you get, how do people get in contact with you there? So content RS is the agency portion of what I do. This is where if you want, Hey, I need a new website. I need a social media campaign. I need this. I need you to do it for me. That's what content RS does. And it's a content If you want to be coached and say, Hey, I, I don't need to hire you, but I need a roadmap, or I want to join the cohort, is succeedwithcontentstrategy.com. If you want to become a content strategist, then go to Content Academy site, contentacademy.com. And I will mention that my classes are online. So if you're in Rockford or in the surrounding area, Northern Illinois, anywhere, California, you can take the class. It starts February 18th from 6 to 8 p.m. for the next, from the 18th for 10 weeks. Um, uh, central time. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the What Works podcast today. Thank you. It was great talking with you.
The What Works podcast is a production of Thinker Ventures. Learn more at thinkerventures.com.